0: This is the Christian Circle podcast, and you're listening to Pamela Fernandez, where we have conversations about Christian living. Here's the show. Today is our 52nd episode, and Cameron O'Hearn is here to talk to us about sharing the gospel. So, hi and good morning, Cameron, and tell us a little bit about yourself and your
1: ministry. Good morning, Pam. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Uh, I got my coffee here. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, I'll start back when I got into ministry and got trained in ministry. At age 21, I served with NET Ministries. Um, Some of your listeners will definitely be familiar with that. Uh, NET, what we did for a year, and then I turned it into two years and three years, was spent a year at a parish, and our job was to meet young people And to start small groups and to basically augment their youth ministry, so to invite people in and teach them how to pray, read scripture, all that. And I have so many awkward stories of sharing the gospel, so much stumbling around trying to figure it out, like you know, going to high school lunches and uh, you know, walking down the stairs in the in the midst of a crowd of six hundred rambunctious uh, high schoolers and my job was to talk about jesus and pretty terrifying but uh, also amazing a few years so then i um, started working with saint paul's outreach which does ministry to college students uh, and i started doing video production with them Um, and that's the same year uh, 2013 that i got married and started my further education this past year, I graduated with a bachelor's in divinity mm-hmm. from Maryvale Institute in Birmingham, England. And uh, me and my wife have three kids, so uh, I'm a happy husband. I'm a really funny dad. <laughs> I uh, I started a video production company two years ago called Sacred Stories, and I help ministries raise more money and get noticed online through um, inspiring storytelling, and uh, something interesting about me that a quirk, uh, like a quirky thing, is I love board games. Like I, I play them almost every day. I talk about them. I could talk about them constantly. Like I could, <laughs> I could just keep going and talking about them. There's even a game that takes it literally takes all day to play this game.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's the kind of level of board gamer I am. And I, have, I listened to a podcast about this game. Like mm-hmm. that's how into it I am. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so when, you were, when you were asking, when you asked me to be on this podcast, I thought about it for a little bit. And even though I'm massively busy at this time, like this summer for video production is really busy. Mm-hmm. The reason why I said yes is because I could spend all day talking about board games. <laughs> and I need to have that same enthusiasm for talking about Jesus and the good news. And I'm I'm just so excited to spend just 30 minutes uh, talking about Jesus and the good news because that's that's just really exciting to me.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining us. And just just out of curiosity, what is the board game called? <laughs>
1: So my second favorite board game of all time is called Twilight Imperium, 4th edition.
0: So you wrote about um, sharing the gospel. And of course, you have a, big, uh, a strong background in doing this um, with schools, with colleges in a number of places. So why is sharing the gospel so important? I mean, compared to other things, why is this really important?
1: That is a great question. And how we answer that question uh, depends on what our view is of the four last things mm-hmm. which are death, judgment, heaven, hell. Mm-hmm. These things are inevitable. Like death. That is the one certainty in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like do we believe that we will die? Well yes. Okay. Well that that should shape our belief about how we live our life. Do we believe we will be everyone will immediately after death, be face to face with God and be, see their life laid out before them and be judged? Do we believe that everyone we meet, like all the sad faces we pass in the airport or drive by or, you know, uh, see at the DMV or wherever we're at, at our work, do we believe, really believe that every single person is either going to be Destined for heaven or destined for hell. Okay. If we believe that the four last things are real and every listener to this podcast, I imagine, believes that we will die. We will be judged and we'll either go to heaven or hell. I think the problem is that we don't think of death. We would rather be distracted. And when we think of judgment, we think we'll basically be fine. Because we're not as bad as the other person. We're not as bad as the people on Jerry Springer. So we're basically fine. Um, Heaven, everyone, basically everyone's going to heaven. We don't even, they don't even need to live a life of virtue. They don't even need to believe in Jesus. And hell's basically empty. So sharing the gospel is important because everyone you meet is destined for eternal life. And they will go to heaven based on what they believe and what they do. And uh, Penn Gillette, who's uh, one of the, um, he's a part of the duo, uh, Penn and Teller, they're uh, famous magicians. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He said uh, one time on his podcast, he said, to you Christians out there, if you don't share the faith with me, if you don't proselytize me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think he even said that word, then you must hate me. Because you believe you have this great news that's going to give me a eternal life and you're withholding it. Yeah. And more than that, more than getting to heaven someday, like, you know, getting a ticket into heaven, we believe that the good news means that we can have abundant life today.
2: Yeah.
1: Like that's our belief that, you know, you're walking through the airport or you're checking out at the at the grocery. And everyone you see, like, if they don't have the King Jesus living in their heart, then they're not living a full life and they're broken and uh, just unfulfilled. And you have, you have the good news and you can share it with them. So that, that's why sharing the gospel is important. Life to the full now and because everyone will die and be judged i've I've heard it described as it's like you have a a coupon or a um uh, a free triple bypass surgery, and everyone around you, like if you were to tell someone, Hey, do you want a triple bypass surgery? If they don't know that they need one, <laughs> they're not gonna care. they don't want it, they don't want surgery, but if they have a bad heart. That's going to be the best news they can hear. And everyone around us who doesn't have Jesus living in their heart like, has, a, has a bad heart and needs a bypass surgery. So it's, it's the bad news meets the good news. And sometimes we don't think the bad news is that bad or the good news is that good.
0: Most of the time, and I'm not saying this with um, certain denominations, but everybody is afraid about talking about Jesus, especially in this current climate where you have to be politically correct all the time. Why are um, Catholics, why are we as Christians afraid of sharing the good news if we know that this is the key to everything?
1: Oh, there's so many things. Um, Yeah, I I would go out on a limb and say Catholics especially are afraid of sharing the gospel. Um, uh, I'm a Catholic, you're a Catholic, Mm -hmm. and we can we can call out our, our denomination. I think that's fine. I think there's a few reasons why Catholics or anyone would be afraid of sharing the gospel. It comes down to belief or knowledge or courage. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So like we talked about earlier, like maybe, maybe you don't believe it's good news. (laughs) Maybe you believe like everyone, like kind of all roads lead, lead to to God eventually. And everyone can kind of find happiness on their own. Mm. Well, if you believe that, then why would you disrupt someone's day or why would you make someone feel uncomfortable? Like, why would you share this thing? Mm. Um, The the second thing is knowledge. Like maybe they just don't know what the gospel is. You know, I think a lot of Catholics we are um, because we have the sacramental life. We can turn, we can make our personal relationship with jesus a private relationship with jesus mm-hmm. we just kind of deal with what's going on inside and we do the best we can going to mass and even you know uh serving at soup kitchens and we're, we're doing other things we know we should do but we just don't have the knowledge for what is the good news and how do i even talk about it if i don't know what it is mm-hmm. and the third reason is courage, like we're just afraid of being uncomfortable, <laughs> afraid of discomfort. Whenever I'm, and I'm uncomfortable to share the gospel almost every time I do it. And I have stories of even, you know, like for example, last year I was in a coffee shop and you know, I'm, I'm a trained evangelist and I, I should be really good at this. Uh, and I was sitting there with my coffee and like trying to get some work done. And there's this group of young people who were in the corner and they were talking about just crazy young people stuff, uh, just, you know, sin and debauchery and all that stuff. And I, I felt a, a pain in my heart, like, and an urgency, like the Lord told me go over there and talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't, I just like kept saying, no, it's probably, probably not the Lord talking to me, and they're they're probably like they. And then I started justifying it, started saying like, "Oh, it'd be really uncomfortable." Like they're, they're doing their own thing. I don't want to make a scene of it. Like I, Hmm. I'm a trained evangelist, and yet I, I failed. And whenever I think of being uncomfortable and sharing in sharing the gospel, I think of what Jesus said in Luke nine. And I, I actually, well, I don't have the verse here, but the reference is Luke nine. 26 Mm -hmm. and he says he who is ashamed of me and of my words Mm -hmm. i will be ashamed of like to my father like oh man (laughs) like i when i once again when when i die when i'm judged i want to look back on my life and say jesus look i was not ashamed of you And you know, I loved you so much that I just, everyone I met, I wanted to tell about you.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's why discomfort is just not a good reason to not share the good news. Um,
0: Well, I'm so glad that you actually shared this uh, personal uh, testimony, because I think a lot of us are in that situation. I mean... There are times where the Lord prompts you to talk to somebody, to smile at someone or to, you know, share a verse or something. And we're mm-hmm. afraid because, um, you know, we'll be rejected. And most of the time, I think we are going to be rejected. But the point is to sow the seed and the Holy Spirit takes over and does the rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what's so interesting, I think nowadays, like when people think about rejection, they think they're thinking the worst. They're thinking they're going to be made a fool of. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone thinks they're going to be a martyr, but we we just consider like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible. Like if I share, if I sh- like say the name of Jesus, like, like the time's going to stop and everyone's going to look at me and mock me, whatever it is. Like we assume that the worst is going to happen, but the, the case is that people today are more quote spiritual than ever. Mm. They just don't want to be religious. Like they don't want obedience to a religion. So they they just call themselves spiritual. So they're actually open to talking about it. That's the funny thing is, I think most of the time, like 95% of the time, someone will be open to hearing yeah. uh, you share the faith.
0: The good news is that, um, you know, Jesus himself has given us this great commission in Matthew, go and make disciples of all nations. Mm. Tell everyone about the good news, but what is this good news according to Catholics?
1: According to Catholics, yeah, because we it, it's almost like this this thing where I think uh, Catholics think like the good news is a Protestant thing, or sharing <laughs> the faith is uh, yeah, a Protestant thing. Um, the good news is the resurrection. That's the event. Mm. That's the good news. Like before the resurrection. The death of Jesus was just a tragedy. The early church did not know what to do uh, when Jesus died. They thought all hope was lost. So a quick story. So me and my wife moved to Kettering, Ohio. So it's outside of Dayton, Ohio. And we had just moved into our new house. And up to this point, we were always like, we just got to get into our house. You know, we're in... uh, uh, Apartment after apartment, just one thing after another, and we just like we just don't feel like we've arrived. And once we have a house and like, you know, my job's taken off, like my my business, uh, then we will have quote arrived. Um we signed on our house and two days after, so we're literally two days in our, our new house. It's our first day, actually, our first full day in our house. And I get a call and my sister tells me that my dad had a heart attack
2: Mm.
1: at age 57 Mm. the healthiest guy in our family
2: Mm.
1: was an avid biker um really holy man just the rock Mm. of our family uh in a moment the rug was pulled out from under me and my world shifted Mm. and and i couldn't believe it so uh (laughs) Instead of getting new carpet in our home, we bought plane tickets to go out and help sort out the funeral. Um, When we were there over the casket and looking at my dad, like cold uh, body, just lifeless. uh, There's different beliefs about what happens after death, you know, there around the casket. Someone would say that, Um, he's in kind of a, probably in a better place. Like he's happy. He's in this kind of ethereal, like state of joy. Mm -hmm. Another would say that, well, there's really nothing after life, but you know what's great. He, he like turns. he like, it's like circle of life, like lion king. Like he becomes a soil and becomes a tree and kind of lives on in that way. Another would say that, well, he lives on in our memories, Mm -hmm. but all those things are woefully inadequate. Like if he lives on in our in our memories, in a hundred years, no one's gonna remember him.
2: Remember,
1: yeah. Yeah. If he's soil, that's even worse. Like we're all destined again to be worm food.
2: Yeah.
1: Like if that's our destiny, that's a tragedy. And it's not even just this state of like abstract happiness that's not enough either because i'm looking at my dad's body and i'm i'm thinking that was my dad that was the man who loved me like like those hands you know those hands are so clear in my mind like those are the hands that rubbed my head and like patted me on the shoulder when i did something right and so the good news is that on the other side of the curtain that my dad will have his body back mm. there will be a resurrection not just of the soul of my dad but of his body and we are embodied souls we are a delicate composition of soul and body and the resurrection showed us that the good news is that death was not the end that christ conquered death and we will have eternal life with him if we put our faith in him and follow him and that's great news like the the resurrection of the body is just like an amazing and i i would say this to catholics too the if you don't know what the good news is just read the creed mm-hmm. and that that's like you know there there's formulas everywhere like protestant might have a formula like a before, I think before we started recording, Pam, you talked about like being a salesman kind of like, like there's a formula that's, that can kind of become stilted. It's kind of like mm-hmm. say these words and then get the result. Like you're trying to close a deal. Yeah. And that's not what I'm proposing, but we have to know, we have to know the, the creed and we have to know the fundamental uh, truths in order to share it because we share the gospel in our own way but we have to know like we have to have the the rough materials to build with and here's i'm I'm sorry i'm i'm going off on a, a thing but with with catholics the good news gets even better because you know ephesians ephesians uh eight says for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. This is a free gift of God, um, lest any man should boast. We baptize babies. <laughs> and when I when I took my daughter to be baptized, she was filling her pants and crying, and she had no idea what was going on, but but we believe she was being adopted as a daughter of God and being mm-hmm. saved.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In the in the book of James, it says, confess your sins to one another and you, you will be healed. We have this amazing healing sacrament Mm. the sacrament of confession reconciliation where we can hear the words uh, the priest speaks in the in the in the person of jesus and says i absolve you from your sins in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit that is psychologically healing Mm. and receiving jesus as your personal lord and savior there's no the the summit of that is is really what was so healing for me in my in my adolescent life was receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity into my body. Yes, <laughs> receiving Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior every day, touching Him, He touching me, healing me. You know, uh, so that we Catholics, like man, why are we so scared <laughs> about sharing this great news? Don't we want people to like have at their disposal? Um, the grace of baptism, or the healing power of confession, or the strengthening, uh, nourishing grace of the Eucharist, like the good news is just gets better and better. And we, we should just be okay with talking about it.
0: And, and I'm glad you shared it, because um, I think uh, the Eucharist alone, I mean, it is so beneficial. And if you practice it almost on a daily basis, or Frequent basis, you realize how reliant we come to be on you know uh, on the Eucharist if we re- if we really use it as um, a source of direction. And I, I don't know if you've read Bishop Barron always says we eat every day, we eat for our bodies every day, um, and taking the Eucharist every day is spiritual food. So why wouldn't we eat our spiritual food every day? So. Mm-hmm. You know, we we should be sharing this, but I don't know. Even I'm afraid of sharing about the Eucharist. Like, if I have to talk about this to someone else, I probably wouldn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if, uh, like, you knew the second coming was happening. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Or imagine that uh, maybe uh, Jesus, like, you're in, uh, like, first century Nazareth, and, like, you found out that Jesus was God, and he's going to be in this Synagogue, or let's let's take today. Let's say he's you know that Jesus is going to be at this church at a specific time, um, and let's picture that. Like Jesus, the man, the my God, my Lord and my God. Like he he will be there, and I can look at him, and he'll look at me, and I will touch his cloak, you know, or or he will he will you know touch my head, or I can embrace him, you know, or I will hear what he has to say. Yet, in all the tabernacles, tabernacles of the world, Jesus is truly present, mm-hmm. not to our senses, but sacramentally through the material of bread and wine. He is there such that if you receive the Eucharist, you can literally say, I touched God mm-hmm. and God touched me and God came into me. And yet, you're right. Like, we need that every day if we can. and. Uh, uh to be honest I get, the eucharist i can talk about the eucharist again oh, I, um, yeah. almost as much as i could talk about twilight imperium like <laughs> and i wish i wish i knew as much about the eucharist as i knew about that game still mm-hmm. it's taking up too much time but anyways
0: <laughs> so you actually listed some steps on sharing the gospel to make things easier for people like me so can you share them with other people too
1: yeah. So the, in, in the original post, I had five steps, but I, I just want to break it down to three just to make it so simple. Um, like I was thinking of myself, just, you know, you, you get on a plane and someone sits next to you. Like, what do you do?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's three things and they're pretty simple. First is just ask questions. So before the earbuds go in or the book mm-hmm. comes up or the, they like, whatever you call those things that go over the eyes help people sleep (laughs) uh before that that stuff happens just ask a question people love talking about themselves hey where are you flying to um hey what do you do for a living Mm -hmm. oh why do you do that like what why do you like doing whatever it is that Mm -hmm. you do um because this also helps us get to know our audience Mm and gets gets us to know like where they itch like where what their questions are what their where are they like in need of grace? Um, the second one so the first one is just ac- ask questions, the second one is similar, just be yourself. Mm. Man, this comes back to the kind of like we're trying to evangelize with a formula,
2: mm.
1: okay? If you know the faith generally, like you don't have to, like if you're Catholic, you probably know the creed by heart because you say it at mass,
2: yeah.
1: Um, but even if not, like. I'll I'll share some a couple scripture verses that you can memorize that are short and uh like even just knowing those things is enough. Besides that, be yourself, be human cuz God made us so different. Yeah. And the closer we are to God to God, the actual the more different we become. Mm-hmm. We become gloriously unique. And there is as many ways to share the good news as there are Christians. Like the way that Peter Share the good news was different than how Paul did
2: yeah.
1: versus Stephen.
2: Yeah.
1: Like Paul mm-hmm. was able to pull from his, uh, his uh, like Hebrew training and his, like he was a devout Jew and he knew a lot, you know, Stephen, like he, he was bold. Like he was, he was calling them out and calling them names. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the way I share the gospel, but hey it works for some people. So be yourself, be human. Like, when you hear them talking about themselves, like find a common interest.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: what gets you excited about what they're saying? Like how can you riff on what they're saying? Just have a conversation. You're not awkwardly trying to insert a sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Just be yourself, be human. And you know what's gonna happen? Eventually they're going to say something that like perks your ear
2: mm-hmm.
1: and pokes your heart. It says, Oh, this is why I'm talking to this person. Mm-hmm. Third step share the good news in a way that gets you excited and will resonate with them. So this this takes a little practice, but you've t- you've been talking to them, you know where they're coming from. Are they a fallen away Catholic? Are they a devout, you know, Christian? Are they neither? Are they have they been baptized when they're young and have literally no faith, you know? Are they just oppressed by a lot of darkness? That will shape like how you share the good news. Because the good news is so, like reading the creed, you can just read through the creed and just on any one of those points, like there's people who need to hear, maybe they need to hear, oh, God is your father.
2: Mm.
1: Like, do you believe that, I don't, like, I know you had a bad experience with your father and you don't have a good image of your dad, but do you know that the creator of the universe loves you like he loves his own son?
2: Mm.
1: Like some, some people just need to hear that.
2: Mm.
1: Other people need to hear that you know what you're you're chasing money, and where's that gonna lead mm. like what do you what do you want money for? Well, yeah. I want money for this, this and that well, like what about when all that stuff runs out, mm. and what about when when you reach the moment of death like what what does that look mm. like for you and some people need to hear that oh man i I need to start thinking about judgment mm.
2: <laughs> or even
1: not even judgment like that. That's getting a little too, um, explaining death judgment heaven and hell is a little too much, but just the fact that everything will come to an end Mm -hmm. and that there was this man, Jesus, who, who said that, you know, I am the way the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. And then when his life ended, it wasn't the end. And he, he rose from the dead. And then, I have a friend who says it like this. Then he said, tag, you're it. And, now we can have everlasting life beyond this and uh, life to the full now. So share the good news in a way that gets you excited and will resonate with him. I think that first part that gets you excited, like once again, we're so different and the good news is so multifaceted that you can share it in a way that gets you excited. If you're excited, it won't come off like a sales pitch or like a stilted script, you know? If you begin with a formula, it will just come off inauthentic.
0: Mm. I'm, I'm actually quite happy that you used the airplane example because I was on a plane a few days ago and I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to do this because I have a friend who constantly says, you know, look for an opportunity to evangelize and I'd never do it. So I was in a plane and I tried twice. I asked, what's the time? What's the local time here? What? And I never made it through any, any further conversation. <laughs> So, so I'm glad you shared that one example, but what are some other practical ways that we can, we can actually do this, you know, like, uh, is it like the grocery line? I mean, do we do it when people are watching, not watching, listening, not listening to us or when we're alone? How do we yeah. practically do this?
1: Yeah. Stop overthinking it. The first step <laughs> is to, uh, when you take your prayer, start praying for opportunities mm-hmm. to share the gospel. Okay. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be already disposed. You're going to be, your heart's going to be inclined to see opportunities to share the gospel and God will answer that prayer.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
1: instead of like, we, we can't, we can't get so, um, you know, practical with it where we have a plan and we go out with our plan. Like we're going to do this mm-hmm. thing. It's more like, Lord, here's the thing. I'm scared of sharing the gospel. I don't want to be weird. I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I don't want to be rejected, Mm -hmm. but I want to want to do this. Mm -hmm. So give me the grace to do it and give me an opportunity. That's easy. Like, I'm not good at sharing the gospel. I don't know a lot of things, but show me the person who like, who I can share the gospel with today. Um, in a simple way and then i would say this the easiest way to share the gospel is just to use the name of jesus mm. so it's so easy to say god is good mm. or even god bless you um the name of jesus is powerful mm. uh, catechism says that it's the only name that contains the presence it signifies mm. so like chair does not contain the presence of chair it's just mm. It's just letters in a word with a noise. But Jesus, saying that name, he's here right now in my room and, Pam, where you are in your room. And every listener is hearing this in their ears like he's there, Jesus. The name of Jesus is powerful. And that's why it's so hard to share because we know once we share it, it's either going to get a lot colder in the room or a lot hotter in the room. And it's never going to stay the same. So the name of Jesus is powerful, but if we just say simple things like you know someone asks hows how's your day going and, and you say ah, I just I'm so grateful, I love Jesus, and he's just so good to me mm-hmm. like that that is in a way sharing the good news um it's It's the good news in one word is Jesus because the name is itself powerful so if you if you can't share the entire gospel or the creed or whatever, mm-hmm. just use the name of Jesus. Once a day, at least. Mm-hmm. So today, use the name of Jesus when you're out in public. Then uh, I would learn one scripture and just look for opportunities that you can use it. So the, the scripture that's most popular, that's actually a great summary of the gospel is John 3.16.
0: Because
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the gospel in four points. For God so loved the world yeah. that he gave his only begotten son that all who believe in him might not perish, but have eternal life. So if God loves us, God gave us his son. So that if we believe in that, what he did for us, we can have eternal life with him. Like if you just memorize John 3, 16, you know, the gospel. Yeah. Another one of my favorites is Titus 3, 5. And it's similar. It's a similar kind of summary. It says he saved us.
2: Mm-hmm
1: not because of deeds done by us in righteousness, but in virtue of his own mercy, Mm. by the washing of regeneration and renewal in the Holy Spirit. Okay, last Mm. tip. Mm. If you don't know what to say, and I stole this from a good friend of mine.
2: Mm.
1: (laughs) If you don't know what to say, say something. And this is what you say. So, you know, it's it's like what you said, Pam, like you're talking about the weather or whatever and the conversation is just kind of halted. Or let, let's say you're talking about their life and you're asking questions, getting interested in their life and it just like stops. Or maybe they ask you a question. They're like, so what, so like, or let's put it this way. They say something that com- you completely disagree with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you don't know what to say. You don't know what angle to take. Start <laughs> Start talking, this is what you say. I know in my life, And then then you will find a way to finish that sentence. And uh, that's when the Holy Spirit will come. Because if you notice, a lot of times in scripture, it uses this odd expression. It says, you know, Peter opened his mouth and then he said these things. Paul opened his mouth and then he said these things. So it's weird that it says, like, why why is it telling us that they opened their mouth? Like yeah. isn't that how people talk? Well, it's because there comes a moment where you reach out, and the power of God comes. Like you begin, and God finishes. Wow.
2: Okay.
1: Like we we are, we are the woman with, or the man with a withered hand. I think it was a man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like when Jesus said, "Reach out your hand," he asked him to do something he could not do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was impossible for him to do, but. Through his will saying like, okay, I'm going to reach out my hand right now. That's when the healing power of God came was when he reached out his hand. So when we start saying, I know in my life, we are just opening our mouths <laughs> and you're going to find a way to finish that sentence. And, uh, and that's when we believe that the Holy Spirit will help you. You're not going to be, you know always convicting people of sin or like standing on your chair and like proclaiming the good news to everyone. It might just be a simple thing, but at least you were faithful. Mm -hmm. At least you weren't ashamed, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what it's about. It's about saying, Jesus, I love you that much. And okay. I said that was the last one, but this is the last one. I'll make this really quick. Make this your constant prayer. Come Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Those three words. So before you start a conversation, just say that to yourself, come Holy Spirit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and it, say that constantly, because if, if you've been, uh, if you have, you know, Jesus in your heart, it means you have the Holy Spirit in your heart. And the Holy Spirit is the one, the same one who raised Jesus from the dead. And that same power is living in us. And uh, he wants to help us. <laughs> we have to want to want it. So come Holy Spirit.
0: How important is our own life as a gospel message? And why is it important for us to live this good news life before we preach it to other people and
2: evangelize?
1: Yeah, I would say we need to live it as we preach it
2: mm-hmm.
1: or live it because we're preaching it.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think when when modern man,
2: mm-hmm.
1: when we hear this this phrase like, you know, practice what you preach or like, you got to be living it before you preach it. Um, we use it as license to, to not. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so, our culture is so engrossed in our feelings Mm -hmm. and our feelings are primary and, you know, tolerance is, is the greatest Mm -hmm. virtue. And so if you're sharing something that makes someone feel uncomfortable, or you know, is inviting someone to change like that's one of the worst things you can do, and so we've kind of bought into that a little bit, and we think like, well, you know, they they will see how nice I I am, and then they will like, you know, come to Jesus somehow. Okay, that works if you're Mother Teresa, <laughs> you know, if if you're literally going to Calcutta and without money and saying well i trust in god and and then going there and then starting this amazing ministry uh and holding people you know as they're dying and baptizing them with your spit you know just this witness of faith
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that works if you're mother teresa or works if you're saint paul or whoever uh okay for those of us listening who are not saints yet um we need to preach it in order to live it. Mm. The Great Commission told us, "Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm. It told us to do that. Part of our faith is sharing it. Mm. The primary mission of the church is evangelization.
2: Mm.
1: so you know you uh, th- this quote misattributed to uh, Saint Francis of assisi is uh Pray the gospel at all times. Yeah. If necessary, use words. So you cannot find that written or spoken by St. Francis.
0: Oh, and really? He, okay. You
1: can't. Uh, it sounds nice. And actually, it's a great beginning point. It's like, you know what? I shouldn't be telling people these things if I'm not doing them myself. Mm-hmm. So it's a great, like, it it kind of checks you. Mm-hmm. But a better quote, I think, would be when necessary use words Mm. because like uh, I think it's the epistle of of Peter it says always be ready to give account for the hope that is within you like Mm. always be ready and that goes back to what we're saying like when you're having a conversation
2: Mm.
1: and you're just talking and being human and something they say something that like that pokes your conscience or like prods you in some way That's when it's necessary to use words. Like up to that point, you should be living your faith. Yeah, personally and practically and on your own. But at that moment, living your faith means sharing it. And here's the thing. The more you talk about it, the more you believe it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the more you believe it, the more you're going to talk about it. So we've bought into the lie that says we can just have our private faith and be holy privately and that's, that's it. enough but actually if you want to be holier and if you really 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 want to believe the good news share it with people mm. and it starts off awkward and uncomfortable but you actually find that it's not as bad as you thought it'd be it's never as bad as you thought it'd be mm. like people are open to hearing about spiritual things mm. um and best case scenario now they have a king living inside of them. You help them like encounter Jesus and come home and they can start their journey of becoming fully incorporated into God. Like that's the best case scenario. So like, what's the worst case scenario? Someone says, nah, it's not for me or whatever. Like kind of makes us uncomfortable. That's the worst case scenario. But even in that scenario, we were not ashamed of Jesus we can, we can, when we see him face to face, like, we will know that. You know, I have, I have a quick story. So uh, last week I was at the grocery store, like a late night, like just put the kids down running to grab a few things. And uh, there was a, oh, actually the kids were with me because we were getting them balloons. So this, this, one of this, these workers were blowing up balloons for him and he just had the, like saddest look on his face. Like he looked like he was in pain. And uh, and then the thought came to my mind, like I should share something with him. Like I should encourage him somehow. I should pray with him, whatever it was. I said, no, I don't really wanna do that. And then it took him a long time to blow up those balloons. So we're, we're, we're there for a while. Like I had a long time to think about it. And then he handed us the balloons. I just said, man, are you all right? So like, you know, that's a way to start a conversation. Cause I'm, I genuinely care about like, is he okay? It's like, oh, last night was rough. Like I still basically had hangover and was Mm. uh, struggling with that and could barely work. Like it was so bad. And I said, can I pray over you? Mm. And he said, sure. And then a a worker who was passing by said, can I join? And like, so me and this older woman are praying over this uh, like teenager uh, worker. And I, I prayed for healing for his head, because mm-hmm. he was having headaches. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what happened after I prayed over him? Was his head did not get healed. I mean, he said like, oh, f- eh, thank you. And I do feel a little better. Um The point is not that he was healed and like mm-hmm. this big thing happened. The point was that I think that was for me. Like when I shared earlier about that time, a couple of years ago, that I just, like, was too ashamed to share it. like, mm-hmm. embarrassed. Doing, praying over this young man in the grocery store, like, that was for me, I think, more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for me to say, like, I do believe this. And mm-hmm. I do care that people know the name of Jesus. and mm-hmm. can have life with him. Like, that's important to me.
2: And
0: I think the more you do it, the more better you get at it. And the more oh yeah, you get, right?
1: Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, and that just... Yeah. I don't know what to say on that other than agree a (laughs) hundred percent. And you have to start simple. Like, like I said earlier, like pray for an easy opportunity. Yeah. Like pray for someone, maybe someone you can sit by on the plane who like you mostly agree with, Mm -hmm. but then there's this one thing that they need to hear. Maybe it's someone who's like of the same denomination (laughs) as you even, and Mm -hmm. looks the same as you. And like, you all have, you have the same hobbies and you're basically the same person except like they just really need encouragement Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you just pray with them and ask Jesus to encourage them. Like maybe it's that easy for you. Pray for an easy start and it'll get easier and you'll have more opportunities.
0: And just like a reminder, I mean, this is, uh, this is not, the goal here is not conversion, right? The goal is here to share Jesus. That's what it is, right?
1: Yes. The goal (laughs) is faithfulness, not success. (laughs) (laughs) you know uh um jesus did not have much success with all the preaching he did Mm. and healing and miracles when he was on the cross at his greatest hour of need because most of his disciples fled yeah so if you're if it's about success then jesus didn't have a lot of success you know there's many saints who didn't see success in their own life yeah um but They were faithful and that's the point like the point is not i'm going to heal this young man of his uh headache maybe that happens and that's amazing and that does happen uh the point is i was faithful in that small way and now i believe more in the love of jesus and his mercy
0: so cameron thank you for talking to us about sharing the good news i mean this was amazing and um where can people find you and online? And if they want to reach out to you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. For those of you who uh, are in ministry and have trouble getting noticed online, you know, your audience sees like 4,000 advertisements a day. It's hard to rise above the noise. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What we do is we, we create inspiring videos about the lives you change because Mm -hmm. that's what people care about. And that's what really gets you noticed online inspiring stories it's also the best way to raise money at events so if you have a ministry and uh, you want to get noticed online or you want to raise money at events check out uh, sacred-stories.com so you have to have the dash in there unfortunately One day, you'll know I've, I've made it. Like, I'm, I'm really successful when the dash is gone. But <laughs> sacred-stories.com. And then on Facebook, it's uh, if you just search sacred stories video, uh, you can see some stuff on there. Uh, and even I'll do a shout out for, I did a little mini documentary on my dad since mm-hmm. I mentioned him yeah. this podcast. So, uh, watch that.
0: And uh, Facebook, Twitter, links and social media?
1: Yeah. Facebook, just search a uh, sacred stories video and you can find me there. Um, I mean, on Twitter, if you want to follow me personally, it's not the business, but uh, if you just search Cameron O'Hearn, you'll find me.
0: So thank you for um, coming to our show and thank you for taking this time out of your busy schedule and so early in the morning to talk to us.
1: Yes. And this was great. A great way to start the day. I'm pumped up now. (laughs) I'm going to go to the mall with my kids later and I'm going to use the name of Jesus somehow.